Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Today we celebrate the International Programmers Day with the topic Exploring the World of Programming. Computers, technology, and software make the modern world go around. But for every piece of clever software, there's a programmer and often teams of programmers behind the scenes, solving problems with clever code, cloud security solutions, and intense development projects. Spare a thought for these digital pioneers on Programmers Day. Programmers Day is celebrated on the 256th day of the year, chosen because this is a number of distinct values that can be represented with an 8-byte byte, rather with an 8-bit byte and the highest power of 2, which is less than 365. International Programmers Day celebrates the positive changes that programmers make to improve our everyday lives. The civilized world we live in is a product of the hard work put in by programmers. Every bit of software that you use exists because of programmers, whether it's the apps on your smart device or the efficiency of the technology around you that makes lives easier. So we can safely say how miserable life would have been without programmers living in it. To celebrate the International Programmers Day today, I have the mobile engineer at Plume Design join me on the show. He's a software engineer with expertise in native Android and iOS development. He loves imparting knowledge and sharing as he learns. He owns a blog where he publishes technical articles on various mobile development topics. Let's welcome Emmanuel Kendi. Happy Programmers Day to you you Emmanuel. Thank you very much. Good to be here. <laughs> Emmanuel, you know I love calling you the great programmer. So welcome to the show, our great programmer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, Emmanuel, let's start from why today, September 13, has been chosen as the programmer's day. Now, the entire idea is that the number 256 is a distinct number for programmers. The number marks the 256th day of the year. So that's why we're celebrating today. But we need you to explain to us, as simple as possible, in a layman term, the logic behind 256 as a number and why it is so important to programmers. All right. Um, well, to be honest, I'll say that um, it's very funny and you're surprised to know that um, a lot of programmers, including me, they know, um, they really know like um, the reason why <laughs> uh, we had um, this particular day chosen. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, you'll be surprised to know that programmers almost um, really care about <laughs> the particular <laughs> day they called um, Programmers Day. But it's good to know that we are being celebrated, mm -hmm. uh, even though. Uh, mm -hmm. So um, so I, I got to know as a result of this, to, uh, that yeah, it has to be the 256th day of the year, and like you said, it's um, it was basically chosen because it's the number of the same values, yeah, that can be re represented um, with a byte, and a byte is equivalent to eight bits, 
So a simpler way to um, describe it is, uh, well, let me say an average person will understand um, the um, number system when it comes to things like um, two raised to the power of something. So by eight bits, we, we mean um, two raised power of eight. So if you pick up your calculator and you do two raised power of eight, you should get one at six. So um, that's where that comes from. And in terms of why bits, why bytes, and why do we care about these numbers, right? Um, as programmers, we care about um, two things, very, very important. Like, uh, we care about how fast our programs run. That has to do with time. And we care about space. How much space does our programs take? Because at the end of the day, you don't want the programs you write to take too much space on whatever platform is being placed. Even if it's a web app, even, even if it's a mobile app. So at the end of the day, you care about how much space is being taken by your um, um, program, by everything. So um, that is one of the reasons why um, some of these bits and bytes matter. You know, At the end of the day, bits, eight bits becomes bytes. Um, then when you have a number of bytes, you then have things like kilobytes, uh, 1,024 bytes then gives you kilobytes, and then you can start. The number of kilobytes gives you megabytes. Yeah, so you understand. So that is why we care about those numbers. And also, um, 256 happens to be the highest number of, um, highest power of two. That is less than the number of days we have in a year, which is 365. So if we happen to try something else, which is two raised power nine, that would give us something more than 365. So that wouldn't, apply in this case. So um, the highest you can get is to the power of eight, so which is sorry, six, which is less than two, three and five. So that's um, that's the reason why six chosen. And like I said, the number is important because we care about um, space. Hmm. Yeah. My and well, I am laughing. <laughs> All these numbers you are calling eh? <laughs> it is well. <laughs> That's all I can say. I'm sure somebody listening right now must be all oh, this 200 raised to power eight raised. To, it is fine, no problem. Now many <laughs> people refer to programming as coding. Yeah. So when you hear I code, yeah. I code, it means you are a programmer. It means I'm a programmer. So how true is that? Is coding the same as programming? Well, in this day, we kind of use those words like interchangeably because. Um, to us, trying to just um, have to go deep into the differences, sometimes it's almost like it's not necessary, right? So sometimes you just use the word coding um, as something as programming, but in the real sense, coding is more of like um, writing some code in a language that, that is understandable to human, and then um, having it translated into a language that is understandable by the computer. And obviously the computer doesn't understand human language. So the computer you use doesn't uh, understand when you tell it, um, play me a song. When you click on a button to play you a song, for instance, something happens behind the scene that tells the computer to play you a song. So that thing that happens behind the scene has to do with some translation of um, some human readable language to machine language. 
And so that is more of like um, what coding itself is. And um, coding involves um, things like having to write a particular programming language. That's where programming languages comes in. So, um, but programming, now programming is more of like um, the whole process of developing a software program that is free of errors, basically. So coding can be seen as a part of programming because programming involves a number of processes. So with programming, it's, it's more of like building a full software, right? That can probably run on a server somewhere that you can run on a browser or on your mobile app. So with programming, it involves things like um, planning. You know, you have to plan what uh, you're trying to achieve, what do you need. You have to do things like um, implementing, like having a design that you can implement. And then you can then have the coding aspects, which is where you, you start writing code that would get translated into what computer can bring out as outputs. And then you can have things like testing. You know, you test what you build before you push it out to the users. So whatever application you see today that you use has probably been tested thoroughly before being pushed down to you. Um, to you as a user, and the process of pushing it to you users um, is what you call deployment. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the whole programming process as well. And then maintenance, you know, um, probably every week, every month or stuff like that, you see updates on most of the apps you use. So all these things um, happen to be part of what you can call like programming, but coding happens to be just a part. Mm -hmm. Okay. of programming so okay. so that's like the difference amazing amazing i mean Emmanuel, you already answered that third question i was about asking you that for a beginner in the field of programming one that might not even have any idea about it yeah um people might be wondering yep. to the layman what is programming what what goes on there i think you meant you already mentioned some aspects of programming already and the entire uh did you mention everything that goes on in the world of programming i know you mentioned deployment you mentioned testing there's maintenance what other steps or what other things go on in the world of programming? Uh, well, apart from those things that I mentioned, I, I might want to talk about the fact that the tools required for those two things are kind of different. Um, with coding, you you basically need uh, one or two tools, which which is basically probably a program that can help you um, to understand the human readable language that you're trying to type and then translate it or say, compiles it into um, a language that computer will understand. So with that, you probably need just a simple software that's where you can type your code. And it could be something as simple as like WordPad or a Notepad or any text editor, basically. But when it comes to programming, you then start talking about deeper things like probably database solutions, things like testing tools. You can start talking about how compilers, the, the programs that actually convert what you write during coding to computer readable language. Some of those programs are actually being built at this level. So the tools are kind of um, different, not entirely different, but um, coding requires just a minus part of the tools compared to, to um, programming itself. And then at the end of the day, I would say the outcome of um, the process of coding is different from um, the outcome of, of um, the whole process of programming. 
with coding, you can say the out outcome is just, um, since you said you with coding, you're basically writing um, code in human readable language to, uh, and you expect it to be translated into a computer readable language. So at the end of the day, you can say that the output is what is it? it's a computer readable language. That's the output from coding. But with programming, you're trying to build a software product, right? You're trying to build an app, probably a music player app, for instance. So at the end of the day, your, your output is the full app itself. While for coding, the output is just the minor part, which is the computer readable language um, that you get out of the human readable language. So the outcome is different. With coding, you basically get um, some different kind of um, code, which is what computer can read. And with programming, you get a full-blown software product mm. that you can push out to your users. Okay. Yeah. Emmanuel, you've, mentioned, you've been mentioning products, products. Sometimes when I hear my tech guys tell me they're building a product, I'm like, products? Is this something we can touch with our hands? <laughs> Is this, we got to understand to be productive. <laughs> Something you can use. Maybe you're making a shoe. You hear manufacturing product. Well, here you people say they are building a product. And I'm like, yeah. Why do you call it a product? Uh, well, I'm not sure, but I, I, I guess the layman um, mm. meaning that product yeah. as would have to do with what you get out of using some raw materials. Okay. Okay. So, after using some raw materials, you expect something to come out of it. After your raw materials go through some um, processes, you expect to see something at the end. That outcome is basically what's called product. So, so I think that's one of the reasons why we use um, that word. So uh, when we are building, we are making use of raw materials, so to say, the old code, the set of code that we are putting together processes that um, the next step, which is like uh, running through some processes involved, like um, early testing, deployment and the like. And then we expect some kind of outputs okay. that um, some people somewhere will use. So that's the product. I think it explains so, like, it properly. It actually explains it properly. <laughs> I understand it now. For a beginner in this yeah. field that might be wondering how to start. How do you think I can start? I do not have any background in programming. I do not know anything about it. I didn't go to school to read computer science. All right. As a programmer that is so well established, how do you think they can start? All right. Um, yeah, first, uh, I would like to say that anyone can actually start career in programming. And it doesn't matter if you have a computer science background or not. So it's, um, that's the first thing you need to understand. So uh, once you have the zeal that you need um, and you're passionate about, about it, um, you can do it. So um, so in terms of like probably step-by-step -step, um, processes that you can take um, towards learning and eventually probably getting a job, um, I'll say first you have to probably research on different career paths that are in tech and um, software engineering generally. And um, you have to also check out for the available jobs out there and what kind of jobs are in demand. So that will probably help you um, channel your, your search towards like um, things that are in demand. And also checking all these um, different career paths to help you understand which which area might actually spark your interest. So by career paths, I mean um, programming involves, um, well, let me say tech and software engineering involves um, 
different things and there are different things, um, set of people that come together to actually achieve that goal of releasing a software product at the end of the day. So we have different career paths. There are people that actually um, write the code that um, eventually gets um, out as products. There are people that actually design, they are designers, um, call it um, UI UX designers, user interface and um, user experience designers. They are testers, we need um, testers in tech. Uh, we need people like um, product managers, we need people like project managers and like, so you need to um, check out different career paths. And in terms of like actual coding itself, there are even different things that you can do. There are people that build um, mobile applications, there are people that build web applications, there are people that work behind the scene, there are people that help with um, pushing out products to users. So you need to probably check out um, some of these different career paths and see what area actually sparks your interest. You can just, just um, I think the, one of the easiest ways to do this is just look inward and see um, what actually, what do you feel attracted to when using a product? For instance, um, are you the type that like the idea of uh, how a website looks when you visit the website? Or are you the one that's like the idea of having applications on people's mobile phone? Or are you the one that um, you're probably attracted to designs when you see them, things like that? So those kind of things can help you um, understand what's, um, what's Parts you might um, go through. So once you once you discover this um, parts that and you determine um, okay this is what I want to do, um, it might be a good time to actually find someone who is already doing that at the moment and who is doing well at it. So you can find someone who actually do do what you want to do and talk to them, meet with them, and if possible you can even ask that they mentor you because with that they can actually help you understand what to learn. And so you don't end up learning the wrong thing or you don't end up wasting your time on what is not best at that moment. They, they can actually fast track your learning, so to say, so that they, they let you know what is in demand, what you should do, mistakes they made, and how you should not make the same mistake. So with that, you can get to know the programming language to learn. You can, so you learn what is right for, your, for the career path you, you have chosen. And with time, you can actually um, start working on your portfolio because in tech, um, I know outside of tech, there are, there are things like certificates and a lot of those things that are very, very important, right? But in tech, most times it's all about portfolio. It's all about what can you do? Let me like show me, like show me what you've done before. Show me something I can see. You want to build an app for me, right? Show me an app that you built. Don't build me a website. Show me a website that you built. Mm. So that's, that's, um, like your portfolio you have to work on. Your portfolio, something you can show to people, and also with that you can, with time, start applying for jobs, right? And hope that um, you get something you can start with, even if it's um, an internship. Um, a lot of people are willing to take people that are just learning for internship. So um, I feel like if you go through those steps, you should be fine. And you need to understand that um, for start, you need to be passionate about and you, what you want to do. And you have to, as much as possible, be self-motivated because um, at the beginning when um, you're just getting started and you probably aren't earning anything from, you're not earning from programming yet, you might need something, some form of motivation that is more than just money. Mm -hmm. So it might be good to 
um, learn to be self-motivated and be passionate about and look at the end goal uh, ahead of you. You need to understand um, how to learn. You need to understand yourself, know what works for you because most times we end up learning on our own. You can hardly find someone that will sit down with you and put the idea of coding in your head, right? So most times we learn on our own with resources online. So there are resources like books, there are videos, there are different kind of resources. So you need to understand what works for you. Some people like to read, some people assimilate better when they watch videos. So you understand, you need to understand what works for you um, so you can do the right okay. thing. Some people also um, like to work at night. Some people work better uh, uh, during the day. So some of these things are things that you have to um, learn. Also, you need to work on networking. You need to network with people and uh, make meaningful connections with people that are already doing well in your field. And even people that you are learning together that you can also learn together. So I, I believe with those things, you should be good. Beautiful. You've mentioned so many points. Let me just reiterate for our listener. Number one, understand and find out what aspect of tech it is you want to do. What aspect of program is it UI, UX? Do you want to code? Do you want to manage your product? Just Find out for yourself what aspect it is you want to uh, major in. Next, get a mentor. Get someone that would mentor you, that would show you the right way to do it. You could go for classes, then you learn. Definitely apply for courses. You could learn online. You could also ensure that you IT. All right, go for internship where yeah. you can learn. Do not expect to start getting paid immediately. You start learning, all right? Give some time for yourself to <laughs> yeah. build and learn. Then later, the money will come as you are good. And I was about mentioning that uh, professional certificates, but I love the fact that you mentioned that in programming, <laughs> they are not after the certificate. It's not about how many certificates you have. Rather, what can you do? Yeah. Show me what you have done. Show me the apps you've built. Show me the products that you've worked on. I think it's it's we, yeah. we need to stress that on the show today, Emmanuel, that it's not about the certificates, about what you've done. You know, before we run off, I wanted to ask you, away from what we are talking about, world of programming and all of that, Emmanuel, what I've come to understand is many people say that programmers do not have a love life. Like many of them... <laughs> <laughs> Many of them find it difficult having a love life because they are always too busy coding. They are burying their heads in their laptop. How true is that, Emmanuel? Is it true that programmers don't have a love life? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I can't speak for everybody, but it is true that people say that. People, people. Anyway, when they look at programmers, they look at them as some kind of net that lack mm. any social interaction or like, <laughs> but um, you might um, find it surprising to see that a lot of programmers are actually fun people. There are people that actually um, have a lot of fun. There are people that actually explore different kind of things, including relationships. So um, I can't speak for everybody, but I'll say that unlike most people think, um, it's not entirely true. Okay. So. It's not, I don't know you said not entirely true, meaning there's a mild of truth in it. <laughs> yeah, there That's are people that are actually kind of lost in their, mm. yeah, kind of lost in their work so much that they ignore that aspect of their life. 
Mm, so I see that. I see that. All right, before we run off briefly, Manuel, talk about uh, programming in Nigeria. We've seen over times where programmers are always looking forward to go abroad. When I mean abroad, go to the white man country because they believe, or is it believe? And I think that's what stands that uh, programmers do better uh, over there. So, but do you think Nigerians and Africans are beginning to open up more to this aspect of technology? Yeah, I, I think Nigerians mm. are really opening up to um, programming and software engineering a lot. And um, just like you said, that uh, it is believed that Nigerians do well outside the country. Um, I believe, unlike um, what you just said recently, I want to believe that a lot of um, a lot of companies outside the country are beginning to realize that there are talents in Nigeria and that there are a lot of software engineers in Nigeria that are very, very good and that are passionate passionate about what they do. So um, right now it's almost like there are a lot of companies that are actually that are sometimes even eager to hire from Africa and most times specifically Nigeria because of what they've heard. We've seen a lot of Nigerians travel abroad and that they actually do very well. So they've kind of set a legacy that other people look at and they feel like Nigerians are actually good. So, and with that, Nigerians are opening up to programming more. And I, I think one of the reasons is um, awareness. There has been a lot of, um, there has been more awareness um, about technology. I mean, right now there are even, there are schools, there are some secondary schools that are doing coding already, things like that. So you can attribute some of these things to things like that awareness but a lot of people know about tech now. A lot of people know about the fact that you don't have to um, go to school or be talented or special to do programming. So that is one. Um, I would say it's also known to people that it's becoming even more lucrative than it has always been lucrative, but people know that it's becoming more lucrative. Yes, I mean, so. you see tech grows and tech is around you. Yes, so, so. Yes, so. Uh, tech is so the new see. oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so people, so and it's obviously in a country where it's almost difficult to get a job, and people are actually graduating and finding it hard to get a job in most in their field most times. So tech is always a place that is welcoming. It's a place that um, there's really nobody that is controlling or some kind of um, power out there that that is controlling everything that is determining things. So. It's a free world kind of, um, so people can really come in and learn and start building things and working and earning. So um, with that, people understand that it is also, people understand that it's something that you can do from home, you can work from home. So some of these um, perks are there to actually attract people. And there are a lot of free resources these days, unlike before when um, it's probably something that you have to pay a lot of money for. I can remember when I wanted to learn programming first time in 2013. I wanted to learn Java and I went to a training institute and they told me I, I was going to pay 65,000 Naira. And you can imagine 65,000 Naira in 2013. In fact, right now, I, I don't know if I can spend 65,000 Naira to learn something. But yeah, it was really expensive. So for now, you can easily get free resources online. There are a lot of free internships, free programs out there to help people Learn so some of these things are some of the reasons why people are really opening up mm, um, to 
um, programming. Egg, yeah, Nigeria. amazing. We yeah. have to run off, Emmanuel, for such an insightful conversation. What a way to celebrate this International Programmers Day. I mean, if we go on and on, we'll talk about um, the amazing world of programming and what goes on there, how you how you people, uh, what you do to make the world a better place. I can imagine without you, all of these applications that we use, I won't be able to talk to you the way I'm talking to you right now. It's really, really interesting. I would just like yeah, to say thank you for all you do <laughs> to make the world a better place. I've been speaking with Emmanuel Kendi. He is um, a mobile engineer at Plum Designs. He's a software engineer with expertise in native Android and iOS development. He owns a blog where he publishes technical articles on various mobile development topics. Emmanuel Kendi, the great programmer. Thank you for joining me on the show. <laughs> thank you for having me. Now, knowing how to code or how to program is a powerful skill. Once you've mastered the basics, it's easy to build a whole range of applications from custom designs to scripts to websites that automate boring tasks and even games. Yeah, we need to talk about gaming. It's an entirely beautiful experience. So if you have the patience to learn new tools and coding languages, then the limit is your imagination. Happy International Programmers Day. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.